0: What's up?
1: Good morning, Alex.
0: How's it going?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good.
1: How's your morning been?
0: Uh, it's been great. Nice. Just kind of get, just kind of getting moving.
1: Okay. Well, you have uh, your whiteboard looks a little different than the last time we spoke.
0: It does. There's a few more, uh, few more check marks on it. A few,
1: yeah, and one, one that is particularly significant. Um, what is it that, uh, what is it that you checked off recently?
0: Uh, I recently put a big fat check mark <laughs> next to the swarm.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, so cool, man. That's amazing. And I love that, uh, the world had no idea that you were out there trying it until you'd already done it. That's just, that's just great.
0: Right. I think it needed to be that way for my psyche.
1: Yeah. Can you tell me about, a little bit more about that? Tell me, uh, what your thought process was going into this round of projecting that thing.
0: Um, I think keeping it a secret sort of kept me in a better headspace. Um, In all the years prior, I was really public about trying it. And so it sort of left room for all this added pressure, even if it wasn't coming from anyone else, it was coming from myself. Like I was public about trying it. So everyone knows I'm trying and it was like, Publicly failing. So this time around, I hadn't been out there in a couple of years and telling no one that we were out there sort of, it sort of alleviated that, oh, if I don't do it this time, I'm going to fail publicly again. Hmm. And no one knowing was like, well, if I, if I don't do it, then I, will the only one who knows I'm failing.
1: <laughs> I was never here.
0: <laughs> right. But, yeah, yeah. We were never there. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, that that totally makes sense to me. How did you prepare for it? You said you haven't been out there in a few years. Bishop's pretty different, and the Swarm in particular is pretty different from a, a lot of the sandstone climbing that you do. I guess you have access to some granite. For sure. Being in Salt Lake, too. But, yeah, how did you prepare for it? Was it just, like, on the boards and stuff? or?
0: Yeah, a lot of it was, like, training in the garage and just sort of, like, maintaining the fitness that I got in 2020. Like, I was training for World Cups, you know, and then and then the whole season was canceled, and so... 2020 was sort of spent just trying to maintain and a lot of that was done in the garage because of the gyms not having access or availability and just like quarantining ish. Um, and then a lot of climbing outside around little cottonwood. So it's all, it was all granite climbing, which it's similar to Bishop in a way, but, but not really. And I had a few like local goals things that sort of could be like benchmarks like okay if i can do this maybe i'll be ready for the swarm and so it was like the muffler which is that super crimpy v12 and until further notice which is like a super crimpy v11 and i checked both of those off this winter that was sort of like okay i think maybe i'm back like i hadn't done a v12 in like five years and so it was there was always hesitation. Like it was like, Oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I, I don't want to go to Bishop yet. I'm not ready. And then winter came and it sort of like increased pandemic lockdown. And, and so I was like, Oh, well we can't go anyway because Bishop's closed. And so it was like, I was like looking for all these excuses to not go back. Mm. And yeah. finally, like mid-March Bree was like, you're, you're ready and you'll never know. Like you're never going to know. And if you don't go, like, we'll never know. We have to go. We need to go. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. It was this constant battle with myself of like, I need to be stronger. I'm not ready. I need to be stronger. And I think it was because I was so like mentally broken by it that Hmm. I was, I wanted to be like as prepared as I could be.
1: Totally. How did it feel walking up to that boulder again for the first time in several years?
0: it was daunting for sure
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and exhausting like we were carrying so much stuff up there <laughs> it was only the two of us we each had two pads i had a ladder brie had a tripod and a bunch of climbing equipment it was like the first walk up there it was awful
1: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like uh it sounds like your tactics were pretty different this time too i remember talking to you about that in the past where I guess in the past you just really sieged that boulder and you wish I remember you saying that you wished you'd had days where you were trying other things and just keeping some momentum going. Yeah. <clears throat> and you and I talked a little while ago. It sounds like you made a concerted effort to to do that this time around. How was your what was your schedule like and, and how did you approach it tactically?
0: Definitely. It was um it was way more, I guess like lax or loose and there were days we took to go to other areas and climb other things and try other projects. And I think that that kept my like physical strength and fitness up and also kept my mental game, like in the right mindset, like we would maybe one day at the swarm and then like one day in the buttermilks and like one day off or something. And so we did like a couple days in the buttermilks. Um, I did Thunderbird, which was something that I tried several times before and couldn't do and that was like super confidence inspiring because it, it's basically like a slightly easier version of the swarm, but going backwards. Hmm. Like the movement is really similar, but you're going left instead of right. Um, you just like long moves on like sharp little kind of gnarly crimps. Yeah. And then we spent a day in the happies, which was really cool climbing like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, And so it was just like a lot of, a lot of moving around and not so much going up there and like, getting beat down on the same first two start moves over and over again. It was, yeah, it was definitely a better mindset and a way better tactic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it sounds like it. Um, Did you have a schedule as far as which days you decided to go try it or were you just planning around weather or just waiting until you felt psyched to go back there? How did you rotate your days?
0: A little bit of both. We definitely had some bad weather days, not in terms of like, you'd think in mid-March it, it would be hot, but it was actually like we would go up there and have be totally normal in town or totally normal in the milks. And then it would be like raging wind. Oh, It's like pretty exposed. Um, it's like kind of high set up on this like kind of on the edge of the world. And so when <laughs> the wind blows, it's like fierce. Mm. And so you'd pull off the ground. And as soon as my feet would leave the pads, the pads would all just like take off and blow like across, like across the hillside, right. <laughs> it was yeah. really, we had a couple days like that, like two or three days where we went up and we were like, what a fucking waste of time. Mm. And I would get like really frustrated that way because I think in the past it was me like physically and mentally not being able to do it. And then this time I was like, like, I'm ready. I know I'm strong enough and my head's in the right spot. It's not me this time, which was like just as frustrating.
1: Mm. <laughs> Yeah. It's a uniquely, it's a uniquely frustrating feeling when, you know, normally wind is nice and it's welcome, but when it's so windy that your pads are blowing away and there's nothing you can do to keep them on the ground, like that is uniquely aggravating. Right. (laughs) I've had that there a couple of times.
0: Totally. Oh, temps are great. Like it's really dry, windy. And it's like, it's not, I can't, I, this climb was so precise. Like I had to do everything. So everything had to be so precise that it would blow so hard that it would like alter my momentum or like shit like it was like blowing my like shift my movement wow which sounds really like it was just (laughs) the gusts were so strong that it was like altering how i was climbing so it was like basically impossible to power through that you know like you'd like you're doing this like pretty dynamic two or three points off move like the second move and then you have to be so precise with the left hand and so precise with the right hand like You're mid, like your hand is off, your foot is off and you're like mid move and a fat gust comes and it altered, like it, my accuracy, like altered my accuracy. It was so Mm. frustrating.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) man. Yeah. So I have a couple notes here. I'd love to let you just tackle these any way you want, but I just have two notes from our previous conversation. One is just the dream and then the other is the penny.
0: Yes. Both of these, I think are so trippy. (laughs) I don't even know what sort of like universal voodoo magic. I don't know, man. It's so hard. And I'm like a skeptic. Like (laughs) I don't believe, I believe in aliens for sure. And like space being connected and everything. It's like, I don't know. I'm a skeptic. There are a few things I believe in aliens being one of them, but like, as far as fate and all that stuff, I'm, I feel pretty skeptical, Hmm. but, um, I don't know, this might have totally changed my (laughs) perspective on all that. The swarm made you a believer. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Some greater
1: powers at work. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I dreamt that I sent the night before and it was like the last thing that I dreamt before I woke up, you know how you like, you'll have a dream, I don't know, a dream and it's like pretty Maybe you you like have a dream that you're like in love with someone and then you, you wake up and it was the last thing you dreamt. And for like 15 minutes while you're awake, you're like, Oh my God, am I actually in love with them? <laughs> That's like totally happy. Like movie stars, like I'll dream about some, some random actor and just wake up and be like, Oh God, I need to meet them now. <laughs> it's really weird. But so it was like the last thing I dreamt. And then I woke up and I was like, Holy shit. I just dreamt that I sent and it was like really real. And it was really accurate and it was the last thing in my mind and I was like, damn, this I wow, now I know how I know exactly how it feels. I remember exactly how it went. Like, maybe this'll help hmm. in my endeavor. And then we like hiked all the way up there and I was warming up in the sand. Like Bree Brie was setting her cameras up. And I like sat on a pad and like popped my shoes off for a second and I looked down and there was a penny like half buried in the sand, heads up and I was like, okay, <laughs> Cool. That wasn't there yesterday or the day before the day before the day before. Like I would have seen it and I'm pretty sure no one else has been up here.
1: Oh, wow. Funny. And then I
0: picked it up and was like, all right, well, here we go. <laughs> I don't know how I could not send today. It was like a premonition and then like a crazy good luck charm.
1: Hmm. How did the session go, that final session?
0: It was great. I was just like kind of messing around on it. And like still warming up, like I did the end once or twice, or the middle once. I didn't feel that good. Like it definitely wasn't my my like strongest day. Like there were other days where I was like, whoa, I feel so good, and I didn't do it. And so this day I was like, man, I'm, i feel a little off. I don't know. And so I don't know if that just like alleviated the pressure a little bit, or just I was like, I don't, yeah, I don't feel super, super, super strong. So maybe it got out of like it got out of my head, just being like, well. Nothing to lose. Like, I don't feel that great, so maybe I won't do it. So I guess I'll just try really hard once. And Brie was like, not ready at all. Like, she was still setting a camera up on a tripod. And I just pulled on and like stuck the second move. And she like turned around and was like, oh my God. Oh shit. And I, like pushed record on one and was like, oh, I hope the rest are recording. <laughs> and then I just like launched to the jug, like the last move, and sort of was like, okay. She was like, oh my God. And I was like, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> it was like actually kind of anticlimactic because it, there was no, it wasn't like, this is the moment. It just was like, I don't know. I was just still kind of messing around, warming up. And then I just did it.
1: That's so funny. That's weird. That's such a climbing thing. Like you build totally. this thing up for years and <sighs> it means so much to you. And you're imagining this like heroic it, scene these, from a movie. Like,
0: <laughs> sun rays and music and like the clouds part and it's like ah oh, like full on and then it wasn't that at all it wasn't it wasn't yeah i just did it and it was like quiet and we were alone and and i don't know no nope, brie wasn't even watching like it's just like <laughs> it was crazy
1: hmm. how did that feel afterwards
0: Um, relieving, incredibly relieving. I Hmm. don't even know if I was like psyched. I mean, obviously I was like very excited, but instead of like extreme stoke, it felt more just like insane relief.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. Congratulations on very very significant. (laughs) (laughs) If you, uh, Um, if you don't mind, I want to dig into a little bit of the tactical approach to projecting something at your limit like that. So it sounds like you're just hiking up there and warming up at the boulder. I mean, I don't think there's much else around there.
0: Um, Um, there's the queen, queen sweet nectar boulder, which is V nine from the sit, but like the middle is very just like pull on and climbable. And I think there's like a high ball V two to the, to the right of it. Okay. And so it was like, I would like pull on the tension board in the car and stuff and just sort of like get like my fingers and arms kind of ready that way and then the hike up, you warm up and then up there it was like Yeah, I could pull on to like the middle of the Queen Sweet Nectar boulder and it was probably I don't know that I ever did the sit start of it. But it was yeah it's great. It had like crimps and I could mimic the moves and and like warm my shoulders up and I wasn't really doing any climbing. I was sort of doing like individual warm-up moves. Mm. Which was I don't know. I don't know if that's the best approach either. Like usually when I've sent other harder things, I've climbed other things. Like I'll climb like up to V five, six, seven that day and then be like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm warm for sure. And then go try something hard, like 10, 11, 12. Hmm. But this, I think because it was so like such a seek and destroy mission up there, like I would go (laughs) up and and do almost like the bare minimum that I needed to do. Hmm. And it was, like when in ISO at World Cups, you the hardest moves that you do that day, you want to be in ISO. Interesting. Just so you're like proper warmed up for everything else and and stuff out there. Like you're you've activated your try hard, you've activated like max effort. And so I was doing that on the Queen Sweet Nectar warm up, but like individual moves. So when I went to the Swarm, I wanted to know what it felt like to try really hard. And. Like, have that kind of warm up. But it wasn't like I wasn't doing multiple moves in a row trying to get tired. It was like I was trying to do the hardest moves I could on the warm up.
1: Hmm. And then it sounds like you would climb, you'd go to the swarm, use your ladder, try the end of it first.
0: Yeah. So I would jump on the ladder and do, I think it was from not including the second move or the shoulder move. It was probably like, maybe V seven to the end. And so I would do that a couple of times and then start like one move further down where I was like getting on in the shoulder and going, which felt about V eight and then pulling on and like doing the shoulder move, which felt about P nine. And then if I pulled on like as if I stuck the second move mm. and then got into the shoulder and did the shoulder, and went to the end that felt about v10 and i i really only did that like kind of three times
1: what do you mean like each session or or total
0: um no just like three times maybe total okay it was really hard
1: yeah 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 (laughs)
0: like i would try to do it once every session just to be like okay like but it was yeah it was fucking hard that shoulder move (laughs) i think like from the second move to the end yeah it's probably v10 yeah
1: and then it sounds like most of your tries from the start. It's really about that second move. Yeah, it's something I struggle with a lot on a really limit power boulder like that. Like, what was your what was your process like giving your tries from the start for the day? Like, how long do you rest between tries? Do you do anything to you know keep warm or, or stay activated in between your tries when you're resting?
0: Yeah. I was sort of like laissez-faire about that this time, which I think was a good thing. Like I wasn't, there were definitely like, I would set my timer for like 10, 15, 20 minute rests. Like Bree and I would take a walk and I would come back and like do like the easier portion of the end again to like sort of reactivate. But, um, because it was really only, sometimes I wouldn't even do the first move because it has to be so precise.
1: Mm.
0: Um, so I'd like pull onto the start go for the first move, hit it wrong and just drop off. Like I did that like a hundred times. And then if I got to try the second move, it was sometimes like no more than half a dozen times in a session. Like sometimes I had like two to four good second move goes. (laughs) And it was, yeah. And I would, I could like rapid fire, try it if my skin was good because I felt like I wasn't really doing anything. So I wasn't Mm. expending any energy. Or I would, like, try it a few times and then, like, have to take a walk or something.
1: Mm. Okay, I have one more note here. So you talked about the dream and the lucky penny as these kind of Mm -hmm. signals from the universe. But it sounds like you took your own step to make your own luck as best you could. Uh, Could you tell me about your lucky underwear, please?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think... I don't know. Like, you you dress for the job you want. You dress for success. And so... (laughs) we would i we ordered it like me and these came out with this pair of like they, they call it the queen bee pattern and so brie and i were like well we're in, we have to order these and so we had them like two days shipped to the hotel and bishop and we stuck them in our pack and we would hike up there with them every day because we couldn't i didn't want to wear them every day so we would hike up there with them every day and then if i like felt like oh today's the day then i would like throw them on and be like okay cool like today's day totally
1: that is (laughs) this is gonna happen and when it
0: does i'll be wearing the undies and then (laughs) that day it totally did like i was like all right i'm gonna throw the undies on and then i totally sent
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man there's an amazing photo i think i saw it on your instagram of you and brie uh in in matching queen bee underwear mooning the cameras (laughs) that yeah that did it
0: dress for success
1: dress for success (laughs) amazing um I have one more topic I want to dive into with you do you have a few more minutes yeah so you and I talked you and I talked a few weeks ago or maybe a month or two ago now shortly after you sent and you said something really interesting you you were talking about what you were doing now you had taken some time off after sending the swarm and you just said that you felt like dog turds and you had on your way back from Bishop, you'd been struggling on like a V8 in Vegas. And that's such a common thing, right? Like there's that, that um, axiom of like the first step off a peak is down. Like we right. we always try to ride a peak, but we either step off and, and rebuild or we get injured or burn out or whatever else. But I'd love to hear what happened after the swarm. Like did you... Um, it sounds like you took some time off. How did you think about that? And then I'd love to hear how you kind of build back up towards either training or hard climbing again after some time off like that.
0: Yeah, um, I think it it sort of followed almost exactly like a, a training block.
1: Hey, friends. I hope you enjoyed that teaser of this week's follow up. If you want full access to follow-ups, you can sign up for $5 a month on Patreon at patreon.com slash climbing. Or you can go to thenuggetclimbing.com and click on the support the podcast button at the top. If you're on your smartphone, just tap those two little lines at the top of the page and you'll see the button in the drop-down menu. per month gets you access to all follow-up calls, past and future, as long as you are a member, you'll have access to all of them. As you just heard in the teaser, I've been recording some follow-up conversations with past guests on the show to talk about what they've been up to lately and to go even further into the weeds on a specific topic than we typically would on the podcast Follow-ups are 20 to 30 minutes in length, occasionally longer, and I will be releasing one every other week to make sure I always have plenty of podcast guests to follow up with. If you sign up for follow-up calls, what you are really doing is supporting the regular podcast and helping me continue to chase down interesting guests so I can pick their brains and bring you new nuggets every week. And by signing up on Patreon, you get some bonus content to look forward to as well. In addition to getting access to follow-ups, I will also let you know who's coming up on the show, and you can submit patron questions for upcoming guests, as you have undoubtedly heard in other episodes of the podcast. Five bucks per month. Think of it as buying me a beer at the local brewery after a long day of climbing. Whether or not you choose to sign up, thank you for listening and feel free to share the podcast with your friends or leave a rating on your listening app. It truly helps. And I appreciate you for tuning in. I am very grateful for you guys. Much love to you all. We'll see you next time.